0: Well, we want to thank our sponsors, and a very new and a very important one. We want to thank Jen Fagan of Neighbors Insurance. Call Jen Fagan for all your insurance needs. She's right here local in Kyoto, and she's stepped on board to help us out with uh, some of the coverage of, of high school football in the kyoto Sigourney area. We also want to thank uh, Wayland State Bank, Henshaw Trailer Sales, McDonald's Boneyard, R&B Breaks Facebook page, B&B Propane, Elsie's Kitchen, Home Plate, Sports Cards, and of course, Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. Well, are you ready for some football? We got the pig in the ground, we got the beer on ice, and uh, my rowdy friends uh, from the Audubon Wheelers, Coach Burks, is with us tonight. Welcome, program coach. Thanks for having me. Hard to believe it's almost that time of year, but it surely is. Well, I had to go some way, and I guess we're going alphabetically. <laughs> but uh, uh, the Audubon Wheelers are, are our tailgate kickoff of the year. We don't have anything specific to talk about here. It just uh, want to know, give us a, a, a summary of what's happened so far, and then we'll work into what's going to happen starting August 1st here.
1: Yeah, you know, obviously our season ended last year, first round of the playoffs with a a loss to eventual State champs and rims Ah. in St. Mary's. so my, my son wants to participate in this conversation. That's all right. Uh, we'll be talking yeah, we, we about lost, him in
0: about ten years. I suppose. Yeah,
1: we lost to St. Mary's in the playoffs. Uh, you know, so he's headed into winter stuff. You know, a lot of our kids are multi-sport athletes, so you know, enjoying watching them do that. A lot of the kids are attacking the weight room. Uh, we've got a really good strength program in place. A lot of our kids are lifting either during the day in PE or, or before and after school. Uh, you carried that into spring, where we really started to see our kids attacking the weight room again. Uh, a lot of the kids are out for track, golf, uh, tennis. We got all three in the spring, and then by summer was here before we knew it. Um, and starting June one, we uh, we moved our weight room temporarily because our school's under construction. So our we weren't in our school at all this summer. Our gyms were unavailable. It's kind of a weird summer for us, but our uh we we got a temporary weight room set up thanks to uh, an awesome community member giving us an area in their shop got all of our equipment set up in there and the kids have done a great job we split them into two groups and uh four to four mornings a week they run and lift or they lift and then they run working on some speed stuff we're not a big conditioning team uh, trying to get them a little more explosive and then uh two of the mornings they go to basketball workouts two of the mornings they go to football workouts that are voluntary our, our turnout was really good. Uh, we encouraged kids to play baseball. So a lot of those kids uh, took off for baseball practice or our freshman baseball games right away. Uh, our kids were busy, but, you know, we try to respect as much as possible. And if they're in town and available, we, we, we work them out. And if they're not, we, uh, we get them when they get back. Um, carried that through summer. Um, and then uh, here about a week ago uh, and two weeks ago, we had a couple t- team things. Baseball ended early in July. Uh, then the second week of July, we went to Baxter. Uh, Coach Luther does a great job over there, and he invited about ten of us, ten teams, yeah. over to a uh, five-on-five. Uh, we we learned a little bit about our pass defense and our pass offense. Our skill guys got some really good reps against some really good teams uh, from across the state that we don't always get to see. Uh, we got to see Southeast Warren and Coach Rollins. We got to see uh, HLV Victor, and uh, we got to see uh, Coach Burns and BGM, which do a really nice job as well. Um, so that was, that was that was good prep for us, seeing some different teams and different coaches and different styles. And then the next weekend, we went to an overnight camp at Central uh, College in Pella. We uh, it was a it was a padded practice. Uh, we got a, got to scrimmage some different teams again. We got coach get coached up by the coaches at Central. Um, so it was, it was nice to have skill guys one week and then the whole team, the next with a little more contact and came back and finished our last week of summer weight summer running last two voluntary workouts. And now we're into dead week. Our kids get, you know, eight or nine, 10 days off there. And then we head into camp, uh, Monday, July 31st. So we're about, to, we're kind of in that gap right now. And, um, you know, that's where we're at.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people are, uh, uh, taking a little advantage of, of a little break before, uh, because it's about to get, uh, Time-consuming, I guess, would be the word, wouldn't
1: you say? Yeah, I, I, I as the AD and as a coach, um, as a husband, as a, as a dad, uh, I wish we'd have a, at least another dead week. I'd like to see one either, um, you know, either between Christmas and New Year's, or um, you know, following state basketball, and state wrestling. Um, I think we could sneak another one in. Um, just because you know the way that, that open gym days are, and the way AAU is, and the way everything goes, are, are getting more and more. And if you don't, then you're behind the eight ball with your program or your school. So everyone wants to do it. So the, really, the only way that you're gonna cut that back is if there's a mandatory dead week. And I think there's 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 some people that want to do it. Obviously, it would take some take some doing, but we're gonna you know our, our, we're gonna give them the week off just like everyone is. And I think a yeah. lot of our kids that are multi-sport athletes are going on vacations and trips and doing some of that and and we, we like we said we, we encourage those kids to do it all summer if they're not in baseball but especially our baseball kids that are that are busy all summer uh, it's nice to have a week where they know they're not missing any workouts they're not missing any lifts it's truly a dead week to or
0: we got scotty melvin he's gonna join us let me say just to take just a second here scotty scotty we got you can you hear Scotty?
1: Uh, yeah, I got you. I'll, I got you both.
0: Okay, me too. Okay, I can hear you both. Well, well, uh, Scotty Melvin has joined us. Uh, welcome back to the program, Scotty.
2: Hey, guys. How you doing?
0: Well, I'll just catch up to where we were, and we were just about to transition into the August 1st stuff, but he's just been kind of going over the workouts and, and the off-season programming. But we were just about to get started uh, uh, with the uh, – Started with the, you know, the the post August first stuff. So, because uh, I believe we're only like five weeks out from the season, aren't we?
1: Yeah, something like that. It's it's going to be here before we know it. It's a really early early year. Uh, this is the earliest we're going to get. You know, August twenty fifth is the opener, and the next year um, is our rollback year. So, next year we'll roll that back to about September first again. So it's it it kind of rolls up there. The last week, of August, we're getting close. So. Uh, it's a really early one. July thirty-first for camp seems
2: seems really really early. All right.
0: Well, go ahead, Scotty. You got any questions?
2: Well, we are right into the heat of summer, sounds like, and you guys are going full bore. I know Dead, dead Week's coming up pretty quick. <laughs> are we there yet? Yeah, yep, our dead week officially starts this
1: weekend and goes through next weekend. Okay. So we, uh, we had our final football workout Thursday, our final lift Friday, and then we give the kids Saturday um, to, uh, through the next Sunday. So we actually give them a full nine days of dead week. We include both weekends. The state state mandates the full week, but we, uh, we wrap around both weekends and try to give those kids as much of a, a
2: true break as possible.
0: Well, go ahead, Scott, give them another one.
2: Okay, so uh, you know, with that with that being said, I'm kind of curious. Um, at this point in the summer, I'm I'm curious what you coaches out there, you know, obviously you've lost some seniors from last year, but you probably have a good idea of of underclassmen that are coming back and where they might fit in going into the following fall, which is you know right around the corner here. I'm wondering how close are are most of you out there uh, that are putting teams together to setting the rosters.
1: Yeah, you know, I think the thing for us, um, you know, we got a really good idea because we had a really good summer participation, both in the weight room and in our workouts. Um, and we also went to a five-on-five and a team camp, um, so we have we have a pretty good idea. But once again, there's always things that come up in August when you start to put pads on. Some of the kids start to really stand out. Some of the kids start to to settle back. You know, you have some surprises, both positive and negative. Sometimes you get some kids that move into your district. You know, we've got a we've got a somewhat transient district. You know, we've had kids, foreign exchange kids, or or other kids that show up in August that you didn't know were coming out. Yeah. You, hopefully, you Hopefully you don't have the opposite of a kid moving away, but that's always possible too. And then obviously as soon as you start with, with football, there's always the risk of injury. You know, we we do everything sure. we can to mitigate it. Um, you know, we, we go an hour and a half, uh, hour 45 max. We don't do any real takes to the ground, one on one stuff, unless it's a predetermined winner. And we're not running Oklahoma drill and concussing dudes left and right or running three hour practices with no water breaks, you know, like it's 1978. Um, but it's still, there's kids that are going to get caught with an ankle under a pile, or there's a kid that's going to get his hand stuck between a face mask, or, you know, a kid that's going to change direction on a our practice field that has nine blades of grass because it's rained twice this month and, and blow a knee out or whatever it might be so that's part of it you're just with us with our depth or lack thereof and eight man that uh you're trying to build depth all summer and build that because you, you it's going to be necessary you just you hope not but you got to you got to prepare for it
0: well as a guy that played football in 1978 uh, uh, <laughs> Talk to me. My first question is, as, as Scotty Melvin can always attest to, is about the offensive and defensive lines. Tell me about the process that it takes to kind of uh, establish a pecking order or, or, or a roster of, you know, who's going to be the starting lineup, who's going to be the second guys, who's the young guys that are pushing. What? what how, do, how does that all play out between now and opening day?
1: Yeah, you know, I think that's, for us, For us, that's probably the hardest thing to judge because of how little contact we do um, and how little we're allowed to do in the summer, too. Uh, you know, Obviously, we went to Central to that team camp. That was good. We could kind of start to see a little bit more physicality. Um, but other than that, you know, it's, you really start to see it in August. So the summer stuff for us and the spring stuff, obviously, is the lifting, the running, the, all that stuff that goes into it. Um, but a lot other than that, the football workouts are really a lot of mental stuff. You know, we don't go helmets. We don't do anything other than cleats. We do a lot of install, um, both offensive and defensive philosophies, playbooks for alignment, assignment. What's your role And then offensive line? Obviously, are you pulling? Are, you, are are we kicking out? Are we climbing the back? Or, you know, what's our technique a little bit? Um, but, you know, when there's no pads on and, and you're not getting after it, it it's tough. So it's, it's really, really big for us when we get our full pads on, even our shells on. A second week of the third day of practice and then obviously the second week when we're full go, it's, it's when we can really start to evaluate our prospects. But, you know, obviously we're, we've got an idea who was going to go there, but mm-hmm. until you really get after it, it's always hard. To, there's, there's definitely still going to be some surprises, and hopefully we're prepared for that.
0: So well, go ahead, Scotty. Well, Coach Burks, we got to see you guys in person
2: uh, two, two falls ago in the playoffs here in Wayland where I live um, at Waco. And, man, you guys had one heck of a team full of athletes I mean those kids were skilled from top to bottom it was very impressive to watch you guys and uh, you lost a bunch of seniors from from that team and we saw you again last year in person when we traveled uh, to the week zero event there and uh, you guys faced off with Winfield Mount Union and you had a bunch of young guys now those kids you you did graduate it looks like a, a handful of seniors but you've got a bunch of guys coming back I think um, that was the excitement uh, kind of building there for these kids that have got a good season under their belt? It was really – I mean, you made the playoffs. It was a pretty successful season considering the uh, the losses from the previous year.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it's hard to say. You know, it's, it's not something we, we talk about a ton. You know, it's kind of just the expectation. And last year felt – you know, there was, there was definitely some disappointment when we – you know, we got blown out in a couple losses, and we ended our season with you know just getting a, a run off the field by a, an eventual state champ. Um, so that you know those seniors kind of took that personally, and I think the underclassmen really realized how big of a gap it was to varsity football. Um, we've got a really we got a nice numbers of sophomores and juniors. We got another small senior class this year. Um, but so, yeah, some of those kids were getting on the field for the first time as sophomores and juniors are now juniors and seniors. I feel like we're a little bit further along mentally at this point or it's not as quite as many, you know, especially skill guys. We have a little few more formations, motions, things that they need to know that our linemen do. And last year when we were breaking in so many new skill guys, um, it definitely showed. So I do feel a little bit better about that. I think the guys kind of had a wake-up call I think the game speed really Early in the year uh, was a, was an adjustment period. And then the other exciting thing, you know, is that it's a new district. Uh, we're seeing a lot of new teams. We've got a couple teams we've played over the years. You know, I think three of the eight are teams we played most years, but uh, only one of those is a, is a rematch from last year that counts as district play again with Coon Rapids Bayer. You know, we kept Cam and Exxiety HK from our old district as non-district teams, um, but in Coon Rapids State in our district. And everybody else, you know, we go east and north for the first time in but I've been a part Nate, man, so we got some trips. You know, we're going to Fort Dodge St Eds, we're going to Baxter, we're going to Colo, we're going to Collins. You know, not not every, not all this year, but between this year and next year. So you know, there's, there's some different teams, a different look. I think that kind of creates some excitement for our kids of you know, on teams we've never seen before, teams we get to prepare for for the first time, and and I so that that just got a new buzz with a new year too. I think so you factor in the new districts, you factor in the kids coming back. Um, Just everything that goes with it, yeah, it's just that time of year where there's a little more excitement in the air for everybody because everybody's zero on zero, too.
0: Well, Coach, I was just thinking about something here. You know, when I used to play in the 70s, they would give us salt pills uh, when it was hot, you know. And I I don't think it would actually help you, but it might have made you believe it helped you a little bit and might have gave you a little uh, false courage there a little uh, uh, along the way. But we did have long practice. And they didn't let us really have drink breaks or anything. Uh, but nowadays, uh, Scotty and I was seeing last year in some of these early games that we'd see some of these uh, uh, was a little cramping. You'd have some cramping issues uh, with kids, you know, in those August games in the uh, early, you know, if you do have a hot September day, uh, which is something you don't really hardly see very much of. You say when the temperatures in the 60s are lower. Uh, what do you have to do? to help these athletes get through the work to work out to be uh uh it seems like something you're very proactive in is you know how how do we not uh uh put them out in the heat too long how do we keep them hydrated how do we do what we can do to help out with some of those cramps
1: yeah you know i think uh, it's, it's something we we talk about. We we remind kids, you know, 48 to 72 hours before the game, it's going to be a hot week. You know, we're pushing when we get out. You know, we're we're not on the field till Tuesday. Monday's always JV, uh, J high, and our varsity e. film. So when we get to Tuesday night, it's a reminder. When it's Wednesday, it's hey, this is the night that's the most important thing. Thursday, if you haven't been dehydrated yet you're a little bit late, you need to overdo it because if you wait till tomorrow on game day, it's too late and it's, it's really on the kids, um, you know, and they realize and from experience usually uh, when what happens to one kid, you know, as soon as they go down, they're pretty much done for the night and it, it's a selfish decision and it takes them right out of the game. So they understand that, you know, as far as what we do, um, you know, we take frequent bra- break breaks in practice. Um, you know, we, we, we provide Gatorade almost every day in practice and a cooler. Uh, we've got uh, obviously got access to water. Uh, we try to get kids breaks. We're pretty cognizant of that. And like I said, we usually only go in 90 minutes, and that's preseason, in season, postseason doesn't really matter. You know, our our schedule we warm up at 3:45, our first drills at 4 o'clock, and most nights we walk walking off the practice field by 5:30. Kids are out of the locker room by 5:45, and we're as coaches usually we're we're talking and meeting till maybe six. But it's uh, you know we're we're pretty cognizant of that, of trying to keep our kids healthy and fresh. You know, with our roster size and in this day and age, it's just it's just not going to happen. So we, we try to take care of our kids. We try to keep them as healthy as possible, and we, we want them to be fresh and healthy for the long run. Uh, whether it's hot, whether it's cold, well, no matter what, you know, it's just the, the best practice is to keep them fresh.
0: Go ahead, Scotty.
2: Well, I, I, I could go on, a, as a competitive bodybuilder, I could go on a, a, an hour-long dissertation about this salt stuff and, the, and the, uh, the, the cramping and things of that nature. But, Coach Burks, I'd say, just to comment, I'd say your, your shorter practices and the limiting of um, beating on the kids during the week is probably your best friend leading into Friday, because you're going pretty full speed through practices, and then Friday the kids are letting it all out in the uh, in the, in the, you know, the competition that's going on out there with the adrenaline and everything else that goes on with the game. And the teams that are putting their kids through grinds, you know, Monday through Thursday or whatever it may be, and then expecting them to take it up another step, you know, on a Friday night, those are the ones that are going to see the kids going down to, to cramping and injuries and things like that. It's, the new science is it's less about the hydration. And don't get me wrong, you need to stay hydrated. You need the electrolytes. You do need the salt that helps retain the water but it's definitely uh kind of a sign of overtraining when we see athletes going down uh due to cramping and you know things factor in such as the heat and the humidity and whatnot but a lot of it's the build up during the week of too much exertion and then it just kind of spills over on friday night so um i'm a big fan of, of those of you that are doing these shorter practices these kind of short burst things these um, I, f- I forget what they're called but uh, you would know the terminology on it but this kind of newfangled way of doing things is really actually good for your athletes.
1: Yeah, you know we're, you know it,
2: it's it's it's
1: partially for coaching staff, it's partially for the kids, it's, but I think overall we've seen some really good results. You know some of our best teams, you guys mentioned we you saw us in 2021. Um, you know that's we were doing it then, you know, and then we were successful, and we were doing it before that, or we're, we're doing it after it. So I mean it's it's part, you know, when the when the kids walk on the field on Friday night, uh, we've got usually have huddle updated by midnight on Saturday. We usually have our opponents' film in there by noon Saturday, depending on if they put it in there. And they've got the next, they've got the next, you know, 30 hours to get their film watched, get their comments up. We pre, we create a Google sheet, um, and every kid that plays has to put comments in. They can't be all positive, they can't be all negative. They've got till Sunday at 8 o'clock at night to have those in. As coaches, my coaches have till Sunday evening to get their comments from their position group in. Um, and then I kind of combine things and get things ready for Monday's film session. And you know, Monday after school, we come into my classroom, and we, we watch film. And I, I go over the things that need to be gone over. We don't watch a full game of us. We don't watch a full game of our opponent. It gets cut up to the clips of what needs to be watched. Our JV kids head out to their JV game shortly. Um, if it's a home game, all of our varsity kids are required to go down and watch the JV. If we catch the end of our junior high game, we do that. Um, and then Tuesday we we get after it in practice for an hour and a half. It's full. It's a team offense day. Uh, we just we 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 stretch. We get out. We we get into our uh, individual period. Whatever we need to work on that day, we run some team offense. Um, and then we punt the ball and we and we get out of there. We don't we don't condition at the end. Wednesday we turn around and do the same thing. You know we go over our scout team. or our individual defensive period. Our scout team defensive period. We we work on punt block, punt return. And then we get out of there, and then Thursday it's it's our script day, so we do kickoff, kick return, we do offense, defense, we do punt, we do punt return, and we do our PAT two point conversion. Um, we were on a couple sprints and we get out of there, so and we're just in shells that night. So that's our game plan in in season, um, and and it seems to work. It allows our, our our my my fellow coaches and myself to be present with our families on the weekend, or go to Iowa City or Ames or whatever it is, uh, to be to be husbands, to be at dads, to to be. People to do it with some of us have some of my coaches have weekend jobs. Uh, it just keeps everybody mentally fresh and physically fresh, and I'm a big, big believer. And I think that's given us an advantage. We've stayed relatively healthy over the years, we stay relatively sharp. Uh, I, I don't think you need to come into the staff on Saturday mornings or bring kids in on Saturday mornings or even Sunday to to talk football and look at football and stretch and lift and do some of that stuff that some do. Uh, and, whatever if you do, you do, but um, I'm a believe, I, I really believe strongly in what we're doing and and, we'll, and continue to see the results and continue to get an edge on those that don't.
0: Well, uh, so
2: I, t- I was just going to say real quick, Dave, I absolutely love that, and I think a lot of coaches that uh, – I think a lot of would benefit from listening to that portion of this podcast, Coach Burks, because uh-huh. there's, there's a, there's a balance everything, and, man, when you find it, um, it's great.
0: Well, this, that, that little segment was sponsored by uh, uh, Meatheads and Dumbbell, uh, another show here on our channel. But uh, let, just real quick, uh, uh, who some of the teams out there that you're playing that uh, you feel like uh, could really rise uh, up a little bit from last year? You know, a team that's on the outcome uh, because of some young players that they have, you know, uh, had last year that might be developing. So who, who on your schedule fits that, Bill?
1: You know, um, you know the, the interesting thing, like I said, we only have three common opponents from last year. Um, you know, Cam and Nita coming off a state title two years ago. They were a little young last year. They're kind of the same book build we were, um, and, and they'll, be a, they'll be tough right out of the shoot for us. Um, and then, obviously, in the middle of our season, we've got Coon Rapids Bayer. They were really young with skill guys as well last year. Um, And those are the two that I know the best, Um, obviously, that we're going to see. The exciting portion is, you know, Baxter with Coach Luther have been a playoff team over the years. We played that week eight. I think they're going to be really, really salty. Um, Port Dodge St. Ed's dropped eight-man recently. Uh, We saw them at a team camp. They look pretty darn athletic. They've been pretty young the last couple years. Um, So this is probably the most open our district has ever been. You know, if you ask, uh, if you go ask, the coaches in our district a poll of who's going to finish what order. even if you just said predict the top three, or predict the top four, you'd probably get seven or eight different responses. So it's it's really up in the air. You know, there's probably nobody in our district that's going to be a preseason top five team. Maybe not even a preseason top ten team. I think we have a lot of those top twelve, the to top sixteen type teams where depending on health, depending on execution in the game, uh, you you could see uh, a really exciting year from our district. It could really come down to week eight. We're hoping when we get around, we still have a fighting chance when, when we play Baxter, but uh, who knows? You know That could be a district title game. That could be a game to determine who's in the playoffs and who's out, and, or it could determine none of that. So it, I think everyone's in agreement that our district is really up in the air, and we've got a lot of teams that were pretty young last year that are ready to make a name for themselves this year. So should be a, should be an exciting year
2: in our district. That,
0: that sounds exciting. Well, uh, Scotty, uh, while well, I have been focusing on the baseball, I think mentally yep. you've been preparing for the football uh i i bet you're excited to be talking about it again but uh coach Brooks doesn't have a lot more time so uh why don't you give him the last last question there
2: okay let me see what i can come up with um because i it worth that part of the season coach where it's hard to come up with questions because i know you guys are still kind of sorting things out uh you know we've talked about schedule already and everything back in spring um but you do have a really interesting new uh schedule with the district out there, with things being changed up, it's kind of the opposite of what we have going on down here. We stayed largely the same uh, in Southeast Iowa, and uh, so it'll be exciting to watch that unfold. But I am glad, and I, I'm wondering if you are too, to see that you guys still got Caminata on the schedule and in the district there. That seems to be quite a rivalry. Is that uh, is that uh, a rivalry that dates back a long time? Um,
1: not really. You know, for the longest time, we were. You know, Audubon was 2A, 3A for, until you know. About 10 years ago, and, and they've, they've been relatively small, and we're not in the same conference, but it's, re- it's been really good, you know, football-wise. Their, their, old, their, their previous head coach and AD, uh, Coach Warland, was a guy I knew really well. I saw in a lot of the clinics. Obviously, um, we we worked scheduling-wise. We schedule each other in basketball, baseball, softball. We go to a lot of thing track meets. We go to a golf tournament airplay. So over the years, as we've decreased enrollment, as we've been an eight-man, um, then obviously when we got to 2019, we beat them in the quarters to go to the Dome. Uh, Turned around at 20. Uh, we were both undefeated regular seasons, uh, but COVID, goofy playoff system. Now we got split, and then 21 we turned around and we played each other twice again once regular season, once in the dome. So, uh, and then obviously we played last year. Um, We kind of had the upper hand in them in 19 and uh, up through 2019. They've kind of had the upper hand since. uh, it, it's really grown. Obviously, the and age, kids from all over know each other, but our kids know their kids relatively well. I think it's a, a healthy rivalry. I don't think it's anything um, you know, unhealthy or, or crazy or anything like that. There's a lot of mutual respect. Coach Bauer does an outstanding job. You know, He's got a state title under his belt from two years ago. They turned around last year, and they finished ahead of us, and they beat us in the regular season. So there's a, there's a lot of motivation for us to, to want to play them, and obviously – you know, to get them as an opener in a non-district game, uh, I think it'll be a big crowd. I think it'll be exciting times. And regardless of it, I think we'll both come out of that. As long as we're healthy, we'll both come out of that better because, you know, man the non-district, non-district schedule doesn't impact your playoff seating, So we can we can get each other better. We can get each other ready for the season. Get each other ready, hopefully physically and mentally, and then move on, shake hands, say best of luck, and truly mean it. And hopefully see each other in the playoff run. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, Coach, uh, uh, I know you don't have too much more time. Is there anything we didn't get to cover that you wanted to talk about?
1: Uh, no, you know, it's it's. I'm starting to get my, my brain turned on to football. Obviously, we've been there. A little bit but as you know the ad and such you know we've been running baseball and softball stuff i just went to up to state baseball to watch a conference team play and it's a, you know it's one of the most exciting days is that first day of camp when you know the kids are down there helmets on and it's probably going to be 90 degrees and all those things but it still haven't quite gotten ready you know it's so it's, well, it's a week away but it's it's, it's going to be here before we know it it's an exciting time of the year school's around the corner somehow uh it's going to be august before we know it. it's going to be football season which is exciting but at the same time it's I'm enjoy this last week uh, of Dead Week, and you know, let's enjoy some quiet time. We don't have any vacations planned; just kind of enjoy some some downtime with the family or, around here before everything you know gets fired up.
0: Well, Scotty, we needed a, a a great guest to start to to kick this thing off with. I think we got one. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I agree. Coach Burks It's a pleasure to get to speak to you. Quick, and uh, let you know that man, we we you know Dave and I focus on Southeast Iowa all the time, but we've got our our little favorites outside of the area and audubon's become or audubon has become one of them <laughs> seeing them in person a couple years in a row watching you guys at the dome uh, on my uh on my tv there when you faced off with cam after beating waco two years ago um real impressed with your program and what you guys are doing out there and we can't wait to see uh how you do this year i appreciate the coverage guys you guys do a nice job covering small towns and small school football and you know i got a lot of
1: mutual respect for Coach McCarty, after playing them, and then leading up to that in the clinic seasons, obviously Coach Ediker at Waco. He and I are on the IFCA board together, and mm-hmm. after playing them, our kids have kind of followed them along, and we're we're really rooting for them in their run last year. So it's just kind of interesting how you know once you once you play somebody and you meet somebody, and how those those relationships and networking works, so and now. Uh, you know, Odenville and Waco and Montezuma, you know, in a pod a couple of years ago, and then the next year you turn around and Waco and Audubon and Whitfield are are at a week zero thing, and uh, it's just fun. You know, it's, it's part of the, part of the the beauty of coaching is is the networking and, and developing relationships, and in uh, and this day and age with technology, it's kind of cool. You know, I'm talking to guys all the time from across the state and across the country. In reality, it's picking each other's brains. And you got a couple of really good programs down there again this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if if one or both are able to make a dome run as well so you guys are in a good spot for, for eight-man football down there this year
0: well merle haggard had rambling fever and sometimes me and scotty get a little wheeler fever so thanks That's for fun. being with us coach
1: you yeah, bet appreciate it thanks guys.